Hi, hi, my lovely listeners. This is Time with Gloria Alavi. How are you all doing? I hope you're doing so great. At today's podcast, we're going to talk about life. What does the Bible say about life? I hope you're all relaxed with your iPods, your earphones, your speakers, and your pen to learn something great. Let's all dive right into the segment. Hi. To be given life is the single greatest gift every person and living creature receives or will receive from Almighty God. Life is years of opportunity to develop a relationship with God, with others and to serve the Lord and others. Though it is not yet fully known by people, or let's say some people, God created this world with a purpose and has a plan for the individuals to whom he endowed the special gifts to. Because of sin, people leave behind a spiritual veil and there are many mysteries about life that seems to go unanswered. While some of the questions will not be answered until God answers them directly, the Bible or sends the prophets to answer them for us. The Bible does provide a great deal of insight about the importance of life, how to live it, and how much he wants his creation to live life for him in joy and gratitude. Before I continue, we are in the season of Thanksgiving. So let's just take a moment and give thanks to God. Father Lord, we bless your holy name and we are grateful for your love, for the wonders and the marvelous things you do. We thank you for this universe. We thank you for our being, Lord. We thank you because you are God. And above all, we thank you, Lord, because you send your holy begotten Son to save us. Thank you, Lord, for everything. In Jesus' name, we have prayed. Amen. Now, let's continue. Life is a special opportunity to experience grace to serve and to have an impact in eternity through our relationship with the creator of all things. The Bible is in many ways God's autobiography, that is what I call it sometimes, the spiritual book, told through individuals who had personal and intimate relationship with him, Jesus Christ, his son, the son in the triune Godhead is the main character. There are also important themes, including love and life. Both words and ideas come up frequently, often in close proximity. God is the source of all life and all love. In fact, the Bible says He is these things. God is love. We could find that in 1 John chapter 4, verse 16. And God is life. You could also research that in John 1, 3 to 4. 
If God is both the source of life and life itself, and He is eternal, then life must be understood as something beyond 70 years, giving or take, <laughs> on a rock hustling through space. Life started when God formed the heavens and the earth, then breathed life into man. He made out of dust Adam. He called him that man's sin, bringing death into the world. God did not intend that death would claim humanity, though, and intended them for everlasting life. Because of sin and death, everything man sets his hand to is laborers and ultimately fades away, separated from God by sin. Not only do man's efforts in this life wither, but he is spiritually cut off from God, dies physically in sin, and is separated spiritually forever from God in hell. In order to redeem man's eternity, God sends his beloved son Jesus Christ to pay the price for all sin to shed his blood. Jesus said to him, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No one comes to the Father except through me. Now notice, you could only have everlasting life through Christ Jesus. If you had known me, you would have known my Father also. From now on, you do know him and have seen him. We take that from John 14:6. Once upon, or once someone puts their faith in Christ Jesus, their relationship with God is restored, redeeming them to eternal life in heaven and making their life on earth more meaningful. My listeners, I hope you're enjoying this. We are ending 2022 soon. What have you done? Have you have you given your life to Christ? Have you thought of where you are going when you die? Just think about this for a moment whilst I continue. In order to redeem many eternity, man's eternity, God sent his son Jesus Christ. The problem is that everything in this world, including man's own nature, becomes an obstacle to taking that step from death to life. Many life struggles. Living in this world is described as being a slave of the flesh. How do we put off this flesh? Walking in darkness and being a subject of the kingdom of God's enemy. And you were dead in the trespasses and sin in which you once walked. Following the cause of this world, following the prince of the power of the earth, following the cause of this world, 
following the prince of the power of the air, the spirit that is now at work in the sons of disobedience, among whom we all once lived in the passion of our flesh, carrying out the desires of the body and the mind, and were by nature children of wrath, like the rest of mankind. Oh God, Ephesians 2, 1, 4. Ideas, beliefs, habits, and behaviors that comes from a worldly position, from sin, and from wickedness are not life, but lead someone towards both physical and spiritual death. These things come from man's sinful nature, exacerbated by the enemy. Satan. The thief comes only to steal and kill and to destroy. Jesus comes that day we may have life and have it abundantly. John 10 10. Focusing too much or entirely on the way of the world can cost as meaning in this life and eternity as it says in Matthew chapter 16 verse 26 for what will it profit a man if he gains the whole world and forfeits his soul loses it completely what will profit that man or what shall a man give in return to his soul today I was watching some of the celebrities being interviewed and they were like um I, I was struggling things were difficult so i sold my soul to the devil so i sold my soul then they kept saying that and you could see that they want to come out of it but it's something so difficult for them now god values his entire creation jesus thought that people should not worry about tomorrow in part because are not two sparrows sold for a penny? And not one of them will fall to the ground apart from your father? But even the hairs of your head are all numbered. He knows the number of hairs on our head. And that we should fear not, therefore. We are of more value than many sparrows. You can get that verse in Matthew chapter 10, verse 26, 29, sorry, to 31. The Lord reassures his disciples in this moment that since God values the life of even the smallest creatures he made, he loves and cares for the people even more. What is man that he's so mindful of? David exclaimed, All living beings have value to God. He clothes the lilies in beauty. Uses animals for his glory. 
and known each person greater than anybody. What a God. Look at all the creation of this world. Look at the sun that gives light in the day. The moon that gives light in the night. The stars in the skies. Look at the clouds. So beautiful the trees. The wondrous work. Different types of birds, mammals. When looking at another person, one is looking at someone shaped by God with love and purpose. I had a group of students that I was counseling and I was looking at them individually. Their shapes, the shape of their, their jawline, their lips, their eyes, their, their ears, their head, the shape of everything. It was so uniquely designed by God, so uniquely crafted and created. With distinct features, distinct colors, different, different colors, different skin colors, different sizes of the arm, the fingers, the nails, the sizes, the tallness, the shortness, the broad chested, the uh, oh, so marvelous is this creation, so wonderful is this creation. And the precious, everything is precious in his eyes. We are precious in his eyes. God's high level view of all things confirms infinite value unto the inhabitants of his creation. From down here on earth, however, seeing life this way is hard. Nature's beauty declares God's goodness. Look at puppies, how adorable they are. Look at kittens. <laughs> I love cats. And there are plenty of nice people. Yeah, I'm one. Yeah. However, it can be easy to point to historical features. Figures who commit atrocities, famous criminals, or even a neighbor who political ideology is the opposite of one's own and say that person is evil and their life is worth less than mine. This position comes from pride and is wicked. Each person will have to stand in judgment one day. For all have sinned and fall short of the glory of God. Everyone deserves condemnation, but God wants everyone to come to him, repent of that wickedness, and have eternal life. One of the best verses about how important all people and their lives are to God, as well as how people ought to live, comes from Paul's first letter to Timothy. He wrote, and I read, First of all, then I urge 
that supplications, prayer, intercessions, and thanksgiving be made for all people, for kings and for all who are in high positions, that we may lead a peaceful and quiet life, godly and dignified in every way. This is good and it is pleasing in the sight of God, our Savior, who desires all people to be saved and to come to the knowledge of the truth. You could also read it in 1 Timothy chapter 2, verse 1 to 4, in your various uh, Bible models, uh, King James Version, NVTI, uh, yeah, <laughs> New International Standard, yes. Believers are to pray for their leaders, not to chastise them, not to criticize them. We are to pray for our leaders in government and to live a life that pleases the Lord. The more important concept here is that God wants everyone to believe in Him, to trust in Him, to have faith in Him, to have a relationship, personal intimacy with Him and have eternal life. Even those sinners who seemed unloved. My brothers and sisters, there are many verses in the Bible about life, covering a wide range of elements about it. This subject is broad. How to live well, just opposing life with God, against life without Him. Yes. And God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son, that whosoever believes in him shall not perish but have eternal life. That is John 3.16. My beautiful, lovely, cherished listeners, I'm going to leave you with a few verses so you ponder with. In your quiet time, at least I'll leave you with five different verses, or maybe six. <laughs> I have them a lot. So let's read Philippians 1.21. For me to live in Christ and to die is gain. Genesis 2 verse 7. Then the Lord God formed the man of dust from the ground and breathed into his nostril the breath of life, and the man became a living creature. John 3.16 For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten Son, that whosoever, whoever believes in him, should not perish but have everlasting life. Hebrews 9.27-28 And just as it is appointed for man to die once, and after that comes judgment. So Christ, having been offered once to bear the sins of many, shall or will appear a second time, not to deal with sin, but to save those who are eagerly waiting for him. Second Corinthians chapter two, chapter five, verse seven, sorry, for we live by faith and not by sight. In the last verse Proverbs 21 21 Whoever pursues righteousness and love finds life, 
prosperity and honor. Dear Cherish listeners, thank you for listening to this podcast, December podcast. <laughs> I shall bring you another segment before Christmas Day and also on New Year's Eve. Have a blessed, blessed evening. This is Time with Gloria Alavi, right in Ghana. And I want to say a big thank you to my listeners in the United States, in Germany, in Ghana, in Nigeria, in India, in Singapore, in Malaysia, in the Philippines. Oh my God, thank you so much. In Sweden, yes, I have listeners there too. God bless you all. I pray for you that you find your purpose in life, your God-given purpose in life and follow it accordingly according to the will of god thank you thank you so much please leave your messages your questions and i will answer them i love you all but remember jesus loves you the most bye